Welcome to C-Suite Radio. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me. Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, it felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Today, we are chatting with veteran actor Paul Ben-Victor. I have been looking forward to chatting with you for a very long time. Uh, we have a lot to discuss, but we're here to talk about <laughs> your latest project, Collide. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Sure. It's great to be here. Yes. Well, let's talk about the film because I have had the opportunity to watch, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it has a fantastic cast, uh, including yourself. Uh, Ryan Felipe, uh, Drandy to Mateo, Cat Graham, the list goes on and on. Let's talk about it and what people can expect when they have an opportunity to watch. Well, you you know more than me because I haven't seen it yet. You you uh, journalists <laughs> up there and, and talk show hosts have uh, you get all the skinny before we do. So I've just seen the trailer, but uh, in reading it, it was captivating and riveting, and in, you know from the word go, it's a page turner. So. Um, you know, and I really enjoy the the uh, the uh, aspect of the, the several stories weaving in and out of each other. That's that's always a, a theme that I enjoy watching. And this director is terrific. I think he um, quite, so far from what I've seen from the trailer, it looks looks great. But uh, you have you're privy to a little more uh, of what it looks like and how it how it plays better than I do. I always find that I always find that interesting. Um, I've, I've learned that as time goes on and we talk to, uh, actors and stuff, because a lot of times I'll say that and they'll even be more surprised. They're like, wow, we've, we haven't even seen dailies. So, uh, um, well, it's a great film. The trail looks great. And the cast is terrific, as you said. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of surprises. So you were saying it's a great film. You were, you were, you were. Intrigued, you're captivated. I could interview you. Tell me what was your favorite part of the movie, other than, of course, mostly. <laughs> well, of course. Well, I always like a good psychological thriller, um, especially when it takes a cast uh, that uh, you might not necessarily expect. Uh, especially, you know, you've got uh, Jim Gaffigan. I mean, the, just a, a huge. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's very it's always very surprising. Uh, because it it allows you as a consumer of content really to sort of see different sides of people and the things that you that they do if you know what I'm saying so I think that's what really makes it so much fun and um, if you like thrillers and you like being on the uh, edge of your seat uh, then this is the project for you Uh, and you have to watch it it'll be available to watch and stream here soon for everybody uh, but yes, we are very lucky. We get to see things oftentimes before they make it to oh, the public. Because um, that is at least a few scenes would have been helpful, you know, just a few just to see what's going on. But I feel like from watching the trailer that the the um, the script came to life. I feel like I did see it, you know, because I know well, from what I remember. Now it's been uh, seven, eight months since we did it, but it all sort of came to life when I watched it. Yeah, the, the few minutes that I did see, yeah. 
Yeah, I wanted to ask you, because you have been a part of so many different types of projects. You've done comedy, you've done drama. Of course, one of my favorites was In Plain Sight that filmed in Albuquerque. I lived there for years oh, wow. uh, and I got to be a stand in on a few episodes. And I have to say, you were very nice and very cordial to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm I not saying that other people weren't, but I digress. But uh <laughs> it was it just yeah so i want to say thank you for that but what do you look for in a project i mean again that's just your filmography is so massive um what, what is it that you kind of are drawn to specifically you kind of talked about some things on this film but just generally speaking what sort of interests you or gets your attention as an actor and go i i would like to do this well it's it's different things. Obviously, you know, if Scorsese wants you for something, you just say, where do I jump and how high and how, when do you need me? And, and I'll, you know, I'll be there, you know? Um, uh, so there's no question when it's at that, that level of work, but uh, a lot of it is um, pretty much who else is, who's involved, you know? Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, but sometimes you're the first guy that's involved and you got to sort of decide, okay, well, who else is going to do this? But, but it's, it's oftentimes, you know, I've been doing this a while. So it's, it's, I'd say most of the time it's people that you, uh, some repeat, repeat business, repeat, uh, people you've worked with in the past. And, um, you know, or just some things just have a really good pedigree. And then sometimes you just go, you got to roll the dice and say, Hey, I'm available right now. So they need you in Mississippi for a couple of days and go, you know, go slice somebody's throat or you know, <laughs> play uh, some oftentimes a lot of comedic things and just go or a CD studio director in entourage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was, that was a fun one. I actually auditioned for the, Jeremy Piven role, the Ari role. Really? So, yeah. And uh, I think twice. Because they didn't they didn't say, no, we don't see it. I'm like, you, you don't see it. And I came back and I, you know, I think I was I was on the older uh, side of what they were looking for. And they were they were looking for Jeremy Piven, is who they were looking for. They just didn't. <laughs> well, it actually said it, I don't know, I digress here, as you said, but um, anyway, I could go, yeah. The script literally said a Jeremy Piven type. I remember this in the original uh, pilot that I was auditioning for that. And then, and then I guess they wanted to try to not do a Jeremy, Jeremy Piven and it ended up going to him. He was terrific. So, really. Well, you had a great role in it as well. Medellin. So I love it. And then I saw you were on his podcast a while back. He came on our show. He's been on a couple of times, Doug, but I just, I find what you do in your world. So fascinating. Again, uh, this movie collide. I, I I'm convinced people are going to really like it and hopefully you get to see it soon. Um, I did want to ask you, and I, I like to inquire about this because again, your world is so different. You said, you know, one day you might be in Mississippi, you might be on an episode of the wire, or you might be doing something else, law and order. What interested you in becoming an actor, uh, Paul, what was it that sort of made you kind of become interested in this 
and decide it was something that you you wanted to take a stab at when you first got started? Well, when I was in the womb, <laughs> okay. I I'm not joking. I, I was like, can I make you know, this funny? The truth is, uh, you know, the shorter answer, the long answer. But part of the long answer is that my mom, who's a uh, artist, writer, playwright, and years ago an actress, and I was in, I believe I was in one of her early months, pregnant. You know, I never asked her what month, but I was on stage. Okay. In the womb. So I may have gotten the bug there, but my family, I come from a sort of a art, artistic, creative uh, family. Dad was a photographer. Um, Mom, as I said, was in the business. So uh, I always had, I think I was in the closet as an actor for a long time, all through junior high school and high school. And I ended up doing directing and set design. Okay. High school, I did some plays and some projects. And then I ended up going to Carnegie Mellon, big theater school for that, for, for, for production and set design and lighting. I was going to do all that. And then somebody, uh, I got recruited into a couple of uh, acting pieces. Somebody, they needed some, a couple of bad guys. They basically needed some street tough guys. And everybody in the acting pool at that time was from, you know, everywhere else but New York. And, yeah, you know, of course. <laughs> they were from everywhere. They were from a lot from California, from the Midwest, from Minnesota, from Chicago. You know. But there was no little street Brooklyn guy. So I got a couple of those. You know, I got asked to be in uh, a play originally. Was the first one was a play called Short Eyes by Miguel Pinedo, who was uh, he wrote a wonderful jailhouse drama and I was in that and that kind of sparked things and it came kind of naturally to me I had to tell out of somebody and you know <laughs> I didn't need any uh practice for that to make it look real so um that was the beginning and then it kind of all connected you know what I thought was hidden in me and just just felt really right and very I don't want to say easy, but it, it was easier than getting on a 30-foot ladders and hanging Fresnels and Lecos and plugging things in catwalks. Oh, yeah. And which I love doing. I did love, I loved sets and, and, uh, and design and, and working in the theater. I loved it. But this is better. And he, and yeah. He, it, was <laughs> it was easier than drawing up lighting plots, you know, for all hours of the night. I was doing sort of engineering kind of work, so... But this is definitely a lot more fun. Yeah. I mean, clearly you get to just do so many things uh, throughout this trajectory and performing and you're doing this and you're doing that. Is there one particular role that you would consider to be, I don't like to use the term that you made it, but because I think it's always, you're always striving, you know, to be good at this and to perfect your craft and audition. But was there a defining role? Where you kind of knew, okay, I'm going to be doing this, you know, for the rest of my life. Like, was it like a, a role or was it like a guest appearance or was it just, it's always been a cumulative process. It's all of that. It's okay. definitely cumulative. It's always a, a, the next mountain to climb until you're on top of the world. Like some of these guys, you know, I think any character actors like myself, we'd love to be, you know, I've had a wonderful 
career, nice few decades, it's been great, but you know, there's roles where you go, ooh, that would have been a good one, or that, I'd like to do that. So there's always a, but you know, then I always, one of my favorite things that I, a quote that I read that Chris Walken said, he says, you know, I, who's one of my favorites. I've read a lot of sort of interviews that he's done and yeah. with him a few times. And he says, and one thing I read, he says, I take what comes next. Wow. You know? um, so you'll see him in some little unknown, little indies, a couple I've done with him. Kiss Toledo Goodbye was one with uh, Michael Rappaport and him and he was, I was so embarrassed because he was being so funny off camera. Not in terms <laughs> of being, Wait, don't shoot. I told this story on the Doug Allen. Doug Allen. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And I, I couldn't keep a straight face. It was horrible. But um Rapport kicked him off the set. Chris, get out of here. All gotta be seen. But uh, but you know, I, I will generally take what comes next if there are good people, you know, attached to it. And so um, but you know, you go to work and and uh, there's oftentimes a lot of conflicts, you know, I have a long list of conflicts that I wish I could have done, but didn't. And, uh, and so, um, yeah, I forgot what the original question was, but it's a combination of all that. Sure. Oh, but the one breakout thing, I, I, you know, again, it was in stages. I think the earliest thing that sort of came on, you know, I, I always felt from day one, I said, I'm gonna do this. I had a lot of, you know, uh, probably more confidence back then than I even have now. When I started, I was just a young, swinging, you know, little feisty guy. And I just felt that no one was in my way. I would, I did things much more, in a sense, much more, uh, say, ballsy, more, more aggressively, just kind of fearless. Daring. Yeah. I remember going into an audition for the movie House Guest with Sinbad. Remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember auditioning, going in, reading with, uh, I think I read with Tony Longo, who's passed away, a big ex-football player, funny guy, big funny guy. And we read together and we did a couple of scenes and then, you know, thank you very much, Paul. And I left and the next guy was coming in to read with Tony. And I wasn't, I walked out and said, I'm not done, I'm not done. And the other guy had already started his audition. <laughs> And I stormed back into the room. I took that guy and I said, I'm not done. Wait, wait, wait. I got to do it. And I'm literally in the middle of his audition. I pushed him out of the door. I said, we're doing this again. We're doing this again. Okay, come on. From the top. You know. And uh, many years later, I remember talking to the director. And he told me, of course, one of the producers, they said, you know, that's when we knew you had to talk. When you were pushy little you know, little guy. So, uh, you know, I did, I would never do that today. I don't think, I, you know, just never do that. But I was just crazy, you know, a little crazy. So hungry, uh, always stay hungry. They say, I, I, I think that, but then, yeah, I mean, I think you have to. The, the uh, 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 NYPD Blues was one step when that happened. That was a big one. And then the wire was definitely another major uh, sort of, landing plateau and then some things after that i'm sorry we were talking no that's perfectly fine one last question again yeah. if there was any role that you had the opportunity to reprise or to 
come back to? Is there one or are you just complete work and go, this is the my best and, you know, you just move forward in, in your career as an actor and storyteller? But I sometimes replay scenes in my head from a long time ago, but there was, there was something I thought, oh, what would I have done with that now? Um, but I can't remember what that is, but we are, I am talking to my uh, old co-star of uh, a show called The Invisible Man that I did years ago. Oh, wow. And there's some talk and chat, probably, it doesn't matter, of, uh, of, of, you know, of a reboot of that show. And, you know, it's, it's a, a long way off, but we're having some early conversations about it. So that would be a lot of fun, not necessarily um, something I would want to redo, but like to fix from the old days, but to continue that, that relationship in a new series would be a lot of fun. So there you go. Now that would be awesome. Yeah. Just throw it up there and call it. This is in production. That's what we say in the business. It's in production. <laughs> uh, pre-production. Yeah. Well, the Brett Allen project. There you go. Well, again, the film is collide. Everybody be sure to check it out. It will be able to be seen and streamed here very soon. Very Paul, soon. thank you so much for your time. It's been an honor chatting and I appreciate your time and your graciousness once again. You bet. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you! If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care. <laughs>